What's going on guys? Welcome back to From Unworthy to Unstoppable. I'm your host Katie and today's episode is all about finding your purpose and zeroing in on what it is that you were put on this earth to do. I know it's easier said than done so we're going to start talking about some of the things that may be holding you back so you can start to get a sense of how to break through it. We all know that once you identify a problem it's a lot easier to attack it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get a ton of value out of it. When you do, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your stories, share it to your social media, send it to somebody you know and love. And if you feel called to it, feel free to drop me those five-star reviews. But I love and appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. How many of you have ever seen somebody that is living in their purpose, like that is living in their passion, and there is just something magical about watching them work? Like you watch like example, like Picasso. Okay. Obviously he was born to be a painter. That was his thing that, I mean, that, that was why he was on this earth, right? Like we can agree on that. If you watch somebody like that, that has already discovered where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to be doing, how they're supposed to give back, how they're supposed to contribute to the world. It is pure magic. Just drop magic below. And I know I am not alone in the fact that I have often looked at those individuals with a slight amount of envy, which is a call to action, by the way, but with envy, like, oh my God, they are so certain in where they are going. They're so certain in what it is that they bring to the table. And there's just this beauty around it. So I want to talk about how all of us can start, start to find that and start to chip away at some of the things that may be blocking us from actually seeing it and moving forward, okay? So the first thing I wanna say is that your purpose and passion on this earth is not necessarily what you're good at. And for me, this was like a good, like, <sighs> like, thank you, I needed to hear that, okay? Because we are all good at things that we do not enjoy, all right? If that is, If that has happened to you before, if you've noticed that you have a skill in an area that you do not like, just drop me below, okay? Because yes, same, right? Like we all have different skills and talents that aren't necessarily something that fuel us. They're not something that we could ever see doing for a long haul. Like we do it because we can and we're good at it and it's a skill or whatever, but that's may not be your passion. It might, okay? It might. And if it is, congratulations. But if it's not, I want you to hear me and understand that sometimes our purpose and our passion is not actually in our skills. I fully believe that every single one of us has talents and things that we have not yet discovered. We all have talents that we have not yet used. We have not yet identified them. If you think of it from the standpoint of, I heard this analogy in the book and I loved it. Okay. If you think about this from the standpoint of a single mom, okay, let's look at the talents and the skill set of a single mom. Okay. She most often is really good at budgeting or a single dad. Doesn't matter. Okay. But like they're really good at budgeting. They're really good at squeezing that penny for its last drop. They're really good at multitasking. They're really good at doing the dishes with a baby on their hip, or they're good at doing the laundry. They're good at changing their diapers. They're good at consoling their children. Fill in the blank. Okay, you guys get the picture, right? But that's not necessarily her purpose on this earth. Okay, it is a temporary use of skills and talents. So it's okay to understand that you may have this list of things that you're good at, and then you may look at it from another direction and say, but like, if this is what I'm good at, I don't know what I want to do because it doesn't fit into this list 
That doesn't make any sense. I don't want to have to do this for the rest of my life. And it's a huge freeing moment to understand and really integrate that into your soul that your talents are sometimes not yet exposed yet, are sometimes not yet discovered. And it's just a matter of opening up possibilities that will help you to start to learn what those really are, okay? The next thing I wanna say really quick is that you have to understand is you're not alone. Okay, this blew me away, but 98% of Americans are unhappy in the jobs that they are, and the majority of them are unhappy not for financial reasons. 98%, you guys, can you like just, can we just, can we just pause on that for a moment? Because that is saying that 98% of people in America that are unemployed, that are employed, are unfulfilled that are living a life that they are not happy in. Wow. Wow. Like just drop me a heart blow if that like hits you. Cause that blew, oh my God. Like that is insane to me. How is that normal? Like how is that normal that we've just expected everybody to show up in a place because it is how they pay their bills? You know what I mean? Like how has our society become such a tool of, just getting by you know what i mean like there's no room for dreaming and growth and opportunity and fulfillment like it's just scary to me 98 percent of americans are not happy in the job that they're in not only for financial reasons okay that's just okay so number one you're not alone there are a lot of people that do not know what their true purpose and passion is they do not know what it is that they would do if they could do anything they do not understand that that's even a possibility or probability for their life. <laughs> like, okay, so like, if you just had that moment of like, wow, that's kind of reassuring, like this is a normal, this is a very, very, very normal moment to go through of like, I don't know why I'm here. Has anybody ever asked that question like straight out? I don't know why I'm here because I know I have them, just side note, okay? A lot of us have that inner sense that there has to be more that there is a reason that I was put on this earth and it is not going to this nine to five to punch the Excel sheets or start the, the program on the computer or whatever, okay? Um, another really cool statistic that like shook my world and blew my mind is that fewer people get depressed in, in, in an economic depression than, let me start that over, okay. Fewer people get depressed during war than during peacetime. Fewer people get depressed during war than during peacetime. What? What? Like, so during crisis, during a time of life where all you're concentrating on is surviving, less people get depressed than during peacetime. And it boils down to this purpose. It boils down to why you're here and what you're supposed to be doing. Because during war, you know what you're supposed to be doing. There's no choice. You are supposed to be keeping yourself alive. You're supposed to keep your family alive. You're supposed to check in on your neighbor. There's not a whole lot of choices there, right? And that removal of choices is actually a sense of freedom and relief for us as human beings. Fewer people get depressed during war than during peacetime because there's no choice. They have direction in their life. They have purpose in their life. They know what the next step is. Every moment of their life is meaningful 
because they have to choose life or death, life or death, life or death, life or death, life or death. That's all they choose between. Versus during peacetime, we get to choose life, kind of a life, a little bit better of a life. Oh, maybe I'm going to get uncomfortable. Oh, oh, maybe that's exciting. Purpose. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like there are so many different avenues during peacetime that people actually shut down and become depressed. So if you are somebody that has dealt with anxiety and depression in your life, I can almost guarantee some of it. I'm not saying your entire diagnosis is because of this. Okay, please hear me. Some of it may stem back to this lack of purpose, lack of drive, and lack of understanding of what to do next. Powerful, right? Like very powerful moment. When we have no emergency, it means we have to create our goals from meaning. We have to create the goals that have meaning to them, in other words. So that's a lot of pressure on us, right? Like that's a lot of pressure on us to like pull a random goal from the sky and assign meaning to it. And what if we choose wrong? Pressure, pressure and uncertainty for what the next step is in our life leads to uncertainty and depression in times of peace. Crazy. All right. But what holds us back? Okay. So we know that there are a lot of choices. We know that we maybe don't know what our talents are yet. Like that in itself makes it really clear that like, it's hard to find your purpose. It's hard to find your passion. Right. But also we have this other thing that likes to come into play called limiting beliefs. These are the beliefs that you literally have about yourself that state that you are not good enough, that you're not worthy enough, that you're not smart enough pretty enough, talented enough, whatever, fill in the blank. These limiting beliefs are from that projection of our entire lives that I talked about a couple days ago. They are hindering your ability to see the opportunities that may lead you to your purpose and passion. So if you think about it, like the lenses in front of your face, like I said, a couple days ago, those limiting beliefs that have been created from past experiences and traumas in your life, those things that prevent you from seeing your true abilities and true nature, they're in front of your eyes 24 seven. And so if an opportunity happened to pass by that maybe had something to do with your actual purpose in this life, it's hard to see through that, right? Like just think of that as a visual. That's one of the first things that hold us back. We have that internal conflict of like, I'm not capable of that. Like I am not capable of achieving whatever that crazy idea was. I'm just gonna let it go and stay in my comfort zone. The next thing you have to think about, also including comfort zone, is that our bodies are literally programmed to keep us safe and to keep us in that comfort zone. Our, that's our brain's job. Like, check out that live a couple days ago that talked about limiting beliefs of projection and the ability to stay in your comfort zone. So anytime, even if you did happen to acknowledge an opportunity that was going by your, by your life, that was like, wait a minute, that is like a spark of joy, that is a spark of opportunity, possible passion, possible purpose, you're going to cut it off immediately because it's scary, because it's unknown, because you're naturally going to look at it from an instinct side of things that says, I don't know what could happen down that road, but I know if I stay where I'm at, I can anticipate every move. I can anticipate what's coming down the road and I can protect myself from any possible dangers or fears versus this route, which I have no idea what's down that route. So you're naturally going to shut it off. 
So think of those limiting beliefs that you might have and that instinct to remain safe on top of all of these choices, on top of this idea that like, we don't know what our talents are and you're starting to build a perfect storm of like lost, <laughs> like for lack of a better word, just drop the word lost below in the comments. That's where the majority of us are right now. That's where we are, lost, uncertain, no idea where we're going in the world, just living day to day trying to get through with no actual direction in our lives because of all of those influences holding us back for who we're truly meant to be. I need you guys to take a step back and just think about this for a minute. I forget, I wish I knew the actual statistic, I should have looked it up, but it is literally like one in 400 billion chances that you are you. With all of the variables that came into play to create you as an individual, as a human, there's like a one in 400 billion chance of you being you. In other words, there will never, ever be another soul on earth that is you. There will never be another individual on this planet that is you. There will never be another instance in eternity of a creature that thinks and acts and behaves and is fueled with the purpose and passion that you are. You have so much to offer because of that individuality, because of that uniqueness because of the experiences that have molded you to make you the person you are. So when you think about that uniqueness and that individuality, and you think about the fact that this bright, amazing soul is just trapped inside this everyday, monotonous, unpurposeful life, it's really sad because there's a reason that you're on this planet. There's a reason that you're alive today. There is a reason that you were given the gifts that you have. And if we can't figure out what that is, to me, that's an incredible tragedy. That is an incredible waste of possibility. And so it is a passion of mine to help every single one of you start to shed the layers of that and peel back, peel back the uncertainty and disbelief in your own abilities so that you can start to see what it is that you were actually put on this earth to do because every single one of us was every single one of us has some unique intentional specific and important role that we are supposed to play and when you start to find what that is and you start to zero in on it everything shifts not only for you but for every life that you touch in the process and that is some serious magic drop the word magic below again if you believe me all right so what do we do like we understand that like all of this is coming in on us all of this is making us stay in our same protective bubble bubble and our same ordinary life in some cases and i know that this doesn't apply to all of you so if it doesn't and you have found your purpose and passion Hallelujah. I'm so, so excited for you, but I'm specifically talking to those of you that feel stuck. Okay. So when we have all of these things closing in on us, holding us to be the person that we feel is safe and feel is necessary, maybe in sometimes, how do we break through? The first thing I need you to do is I need you to start playing with the idea of a bigger picture. 
a lot of us, myself included, have a hard time dreaming bigger. We have a hard time like imagining things. Like I'm not, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. I'm not a very creative person. <laughs> I'm not. I could be very analytical. I could be very like statistical and logical. Like those are, that's how my brain works. Okay, more like numbers and figures and facts. I'm not so good at like the creative flowing aspect of my brain. It's also why Garrett and I work so well together because he's really good at that. He's very visual. He can figure things out before it's like in front of him. I'm very tactical, okay? So for some of us, dreaming big is very challenging because our logical brain kicks in and says like, but for that to happen, this, 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 this has to fall into place first, right? And it just shuts us down. So if that's you, I have homework for you. I have a directive for you. And I want you to take it very seriously because we're gonna dive into this deeper tomorrow, okay? But your directive for today is I need you to take out a sheet of paper and I need you to write one to 50 on it. And I know some of you have heard this before. If you followed me for a long time, you know where this is going, but one through 50 on it. And I want you to write down on that paper, what if, and then fill in the blank, 50 of them. And I want you to dream as big as you can, as audaciously and crazy as you can. You don't have to share this with anybody. It could be the most ridiculous list of things you've ever seen. It could say things like, what if I became the next Mother Teresa? What if I lived a life like Gandhi? What if I became the next president of the United States? What if I became the next Pope? What if I did X, Y, Z? Fill in the blanks. Get really crazy with it. Get, get like, pretend you're writing a story. I don't know. But allow yourself to start to dream a little bit bigger because it's going to do a couple of things. Number one, it's going to start to highlight things in your life that you've shut down because they're not logical. And number two, it's going to help you start to realize that you have been playing small with your entire life. Because when you start to put these things to paper, you're going to uncover dreams. You're going to uncover things that have been kind of in the background of your mind. And if somebody wasn't judging you, if you weren't judging you, you maybe would have put them into action a lot sooner. So take it seriously, do one to 50 what ifs on your page. And then the second directive I have for you, because the third thing this is going to bring into play is this idea that those in our life, those that have some influence on our life have inevitably influenced our decisions. Is that making sense? I need you guys to drop the word family below because family is one of the most powerful things we have in our lives. It is also one of the most constricting things. And that is coming from somebody who is very much heart-centered, you guys. I am very community-centered, very heart-centered. My family is everything to me, but I'm gonna be the first to tell you, it is one of the most restrictive things that you will have in your life. Not meaning it needs to go away but we need to be able to identify it so that we can move past it. I need you for your second directive to write down on a piece of paper, everybody that's very important in your life. And next to that person's name, I want you to write down what you think they want you to become. What that you think would make them really happy for you to do as a career. What expectations do they have of you? Because those expectations may not be real, okay? They may not, but they are your perceived expectations. 
And once you have these perceived expectations from somebody that you love and somebody that you hold very dear, you tend to allow those to determine your future. So the first step of that is to identify what they are. What are these perceived expectations that you have in your life? I know when I started writing down this paper, some of the things that started to come to light, guys, it explains a lot. It explains a lot. So I need you to also take this very seriously. Write down on a piece of paper the names of people in your family that are close to you that mean a lot to you. And then write down next to them what their expectations are of you. And like I said, you don't have to share this with anybody. You don't have to tell a soul. So write down truthfully what you think your mother expects from you. What does your father expect from you? What does your husband or wife expect from you? What does your kid expect from you? What does your closest friend expect from you? When you start to identify those perceived expectations, you're going to start to identify self-imposed limits on your life. And I say self-imposed because nine times out of 10, those expectations are something you crafted. There's something that you decided was a thing they were never once actually told to you. Maybe in some instances they were. Maybe you had a family that was like, you need to be a doctor or you need to be a lawyer or whatever. But nine times out of 10, they're just something that we created and we said, if I do this, my mom's gonna be happy. If I do this, my dad is going to think, is gonna be really proud of me. And truthfully, as human beings, that's one of the first things that we gravitate towards. We need to be accepted. Drop the word accepted below. It's something that we yearn for. It's something that we try to create in every moment of our life is acceptance. It's a lot of the reason that we get so afraid of failure and so afraid of being different and standing out. It's a lot of the reason that many of you avoid exactly what it is that I do. You avoid network marketing or something like that because you know there are people that don't accept it and that risk is too big for you to take. But that's a side note. I just wanted to throw that out there. It's the same, I fill in the blank for anything else, right? Maybe it's why you're not becoming an artist or you know an actor or whatever, okay? It's that fear of acceptance and the fear of judgment. Um, and if we can identify that with where it starts with our closest circle, we can start to move forward.